0: What we are going to be doing over the next couple of weeks, we are so pumped at what God is doing, and a lot of you have already tapped into what the Lord is doing, um, but I just want to give a real quick, quick slash brief uh, outline of what we're doing over the next couple of weeks, and then we're going to jump full on into it, okay? Um, Go ahead, Andrea, my clicker. Um, For those of you that hear Wednesday night, I didn't change the font or anything, though I complained about it. Sundays, we're going to talk about that in a second. Wednesdays, we do this thing called the gathering on Wednesday nights. Uh, It used to start at 745. We've moved it back to seven for a little bit so that we can go and do some things around town. Basically what it is, is us in Bible study with one another. Uh, This year, this summer specifically, we are really focusing on entering in with one another to Bible study. Not just me studying the Bible and then regurgitating that for you on Wednesday nights. Great picture for you to think about. But you, through the week, getting in the word of God for yourself, talking about those things with one another, um, all of those things, okay? For those of you that are new here, um, we're kind of at this place, this teetering point, where we're sick of church the way that it always is. We're sick of ineffective church. We're sick of just being comfortable. We're sick of just sitting in the pews, though we don't have pews, in the couches, uh, looking at the candles, and coming here on Sundays, coming here on Wednesdays, and just like having the machine gun of the Word of God at us, and then nothing really changing. Us just going through the motions. We're We're done with that. And A lot of you are done with that, and I'm sorry, you're about to drink out of a water hose if this is your first Sunday with us, but that's kind of where we're moving and what we're doing, so I want to share a little bit of that with you. Then we have the third thing. These are like what we call on-ramps. If you're new, if you're a graduating senior, if this is your first Sunday here, you've been kind of checking us out on the web, whatever, these are your three on-ramps to get included, to get on mission, to get involved in the community here and out in the community out there, okay? So Wednesday night, Bible study, uh, and community groups, Um, community group leaders. If you have like five minutes after this session, after what we're doing here, I need to talk to you, but our community groups are basically, the mission behind the community group is we're in the four walls of the church right now, the church building, and we want to get outside of the four walls of the church. We want to, as Kent said several weeks ago, be the church in the community. We want to be the church with our co-workers, our friends, our family. We want to, Scripture talks about being the aroma of Christ. Where for those where they are saved and they are believing, it's a pleasurable aroma. Awesome. But for those that are not believing and we're the aroma of Christ to them, that it shows them the way that we live our life is Totally, radically different, not freakish, not weird where we go live on a compound and drink Kool-Aid, but where we are different in the way we live our life, who we try to please, what we do with our lives. We want to be that out in the community. We don't want to go out and say to somebody that we witness to, hey, you've got to come to church in order for me to present the gospel to you. We want you to be equipped to go share the gospel with them, celebrate celebrate Christ out there, and then have a big old party when we come here to equip the saints for service. Okay? So community group leaders, after... after uh, This time this morning, before we go over there, uh, if you would talk to me briefly, that would be great. Um, We will get more information to those of you that are interested in this. uh, We will get that information to you over the next two weeks of when they're going to be. Some of them are going to shift around a little bit, all that kind of stuff, okay? Now, if you're new here this morning, write this web address down, dfwgathering.com, dfwgathering.com. Andrea, go to the next slide, please. Brilliant. This is what we're doing on Wednesday nights. Wow, that was awesome, huh? Anticlimactic. We are going to be studying the book of Acts. Many of you have already started studying the book of Acts. Go to the next one, Andrea. We are doing what is called the Acts Challenge, okay? The Acts Challenge. How many of you know what I'm talking about when I say that? And you're like, uh, I have no idea what you're talking about, and I don't really want to raise my hand, but I'm going to anyway. Okay, brilliant. Okay, this is our website. Andrea, you go to the next one. okay. There is a post on our website, dfwgathering.com, where it says Acts Forgotten and the Lost. Click on that, and it'll give you details of what's taking place with this Acts Challenge. Number one, the gathering, Acts Challenge. Basically what it is, we are committing. We are challenging one another. We are getting in each other's faces and saying, look... If you want to grow, if you want to be more like Jesus Christ, if you want your life to matter, if you want your life to count, then you've got to be in the word of God. You've got to not just do like the little, you know, fancy schmancy devotional every once in a while and think that you're going to grow as a believer. I gave the example on Wednesday night and I'll do it again. How many of you saw the show this week? Uh, what's it called? What's it called? Mm. losing it with Jillian. No one. Awesome. That shows up. You've seen it? Brilliant. Okay. Losing... Dana, you love Jillian, don't you? Do you all know who Jillian is? Yeah, who's Jillian? Biggest loser. She's not the biggest loser, but she's on the show, right? Do you know what she does? She kicks people's tail to no end. She breaks them down, and she lets them know... If you want to change, you can change. You have to change. On The Biggest Loser, they're they're super obese. And a series of lifestyle choices has made them super obese. They can't even walk without getting winded. And all they do is eat and eat and eat. And so Jillian, what she has to do, her job is to get in their face and make them want it to show them if they do not change, they are gonna die. To let that sink in for a second and then to pick up the pieces and say, You can do this. You have to do this. Don't just try and then fail, but you have to do this. 110%, no matter how much pain's involved, no matter how much it hurts, you have to do this. If we as believers want to be the church, what do we have to do? We have to be in the word. We have to be in prayer. We have to be in community with one another for the sake of the community out there. Same deal. We get it, guys, when you go work out. We get that unless you experience pain, unless you go through the agony of lunges or Bench press or one of those other things that you will not have the result that you want. Runners in here. We get that unless you train, there's no way you're going to run a 5K, 10K, half marathon. What's the other one? Full marathon, ultra marathon where you're running 50 to 100 miles. Okay? So we get that when it comes to physical things, but we don't understand what that means when it comes to spiritual things. You're not going to go today and run a marathon unless you've been running for a while. Just like today, you're not going to go and do this huge study on the book of Isaiah and grow and look more like Jesus Christ from the book of Isaiah. You have to take one step in front of the other. And so that's what the Acts Challenge is about. We are committing to spend 15 to 20 minutes a day in the Word with each other where we're studying the same thing, we're looking at the same thing, and when we come on Wednesday nights, we're going to be talking about the same thing. In our community groups, we're going to be saying, hey, what's the Lord teaching you through Acts? Not, oh, chapter 1's about this, but what's God teaching you in the book of Acts? Okay. So what that looks like, how you do that, there's this little orange thing that says, find it here, go to the next slide. Oh, oops. If you want to be a part of the challenge, all I've asked, just your commitment is, go onto this website, go to the post, and leave a comment. You can leave a comment from your Facebook, from your Twitter, from your email, whatever. Just say, I'm in. We have almost 20 people from Wednesday to today that said, I'm doing it, I'm in it. Okay. What this does, if you sign up by tonight, by midnight tonight, you will be entered to win something. I'm not going to go in the details of what that is. It's not an iPad because we don't have that much cash. But it's pretty cool. All right, go to the next one. Now, what it will do, that little link I said to click on, it will take you to this, Axe Challenge, okay? You you can either go to the website every day. You can put it in your browser, bookmark, whatever. Or over on the right, you can't see it very well, but there's this little orange dot and above that, it says unsubscribe. I'm a subscriber. If you weren't a subscriber, it would say subscribe. You click subscribe, and you can get it to go to your email. You can get it to go wherever, okay? So this is the AX challenge. Every morning, it will be on there like at O Dark 30, so that those of you that get up like Mike at like four in the morning, you can do it. Or for those of us that are like me that do stuff late at night, you can do it late at night, whatever, okay? 15 to 20 minutes, all right? That's all it takes. It's not a big deal. Give me some of the things that it takes 15 minutes to do, that you spend 15 minutes doing a day that we want to talk about in here. <laughs> I looked at my, my wife, and I was afraid she was going to talk about my bathroom tendencies. I have malaria, so I'm really open about things that happen in the bathroom these days. Welcome. Welcome to church. Okay. Makeup. Okay. Five or ten. All right. Okay, let's get away from like those things. Watching TV. Oh, yeah. (laughs) true okay what else tweeting what's that no I'm kidding okay checking out your social media right how many of you spend 15 minutes or more a day on Facebook or some other social media even just on your phone we're like oh I have nothing else to do I'll check this oh did you see what they're doing yeah okay like we have 15 to 20 minutes a day right we all get that. That's real. We're there. Okay, brilliant. Okay, so this is there for you. We're pumped about this. I'm really excited what God is doing and what God is going to do as we do this together. Uh, go to the next one, Andrea. This is what Pam was talking about, our Facebook page. Um, you'll also notice that if you don't want to subscribe by email because you're one of those people that works for the government and you don't want people to be able to track you, whatever, it also goes to the Facebook page, okay? Um, a lot of details for events are on this page. By clicking events up there, um, I'm trying to think of other things that are on here. Occasionally, when we get when we get what's going on in other people's lives, uh, I, for example, I think Amy posted something this week about someone in Africa. She she got word that somebody she shared the gospel with in Africa is growing in their faith and is progressing as a strong believer. That's one thing that we want to celebrate. So we sent that over to the Facebook page, and we're like, right on. That's cool. We want to celebrate that, okay? So we're just using all the things that we use, social media, in order for uh, the sake of the gospel and in order for us to be communicated with one another. Go to the next slide, please. Brilliant. Last thing. Um, Man, this is a really long, brief thing that I'm going through. Um, We also have something on our website called Charities, Lame name, but you'll get the idea, okay? Uh, we, are, we have designed a T-shirt, and as we went to um, Africa, and as a lot of us have been thinking about how we can live sacrificially for the sake of others, we're like, man, that's kind of shallow for us just to get a T-shirt. So we wanted to do something with it. Go to the next one, Andrea. This is what the T-shirt looks like. Yes, I know we live in Dallas, and it's a black shirt, and it's hot, Yes, I know, bad choice today, I have pink on, that there's pink on there, but of the ones that were sent to us, this is the one that uh, the panel of people agreed, yes, we like this shirt. Now, here's the deal with this. Today, actually tonight, around seven o'clock, up until next Sunday, we're gonna have a poll, okay? We're gonna ask you to vote. We have three organizations that are missions, Um, gospel-centered, Christ-centered, plus meeting the physical needs of people organizations that we think are awesome and that we'd like to partner with. But we want you all to decide, by your vote, which one we partner with, okay? Now, this is a pretty cool shirt. Uh, If you went to the mall, you might pay a little bit more for this shirt than, say, if you went to uh, Goodwill, okay? Okay? So we're going to take the, usually churches are like, here, have the shirt, or here, here's the Goodwill price. What we're going to do is we're going to say, hey, you're going to pay as much as you would in the mall for this shirt, but what we're going to do is we're going to send that extra money that we're not going to get any money from this as the church or as the gathering uh, to purchase things here. We're going to send that forward to one of these organizations, Okay, so the extra money that we have, um, I forget how much it costs to make these shirts, but more than half we're gonna send forward so that we can bless one of these organizations. I'll real quickly give you the names of those organizations online at that post. You can go and find out all this stuff and pray about it this week and then boom, cast your vote, okay? Uh, The first one is Compassion International. Many of you partner with Compassion International already. You, have, you sponsor kids. Some of us tried to go see our kids when we went to Africa. It just didn't work out, right? Very cool organization. The reason why it's awesome is they partner with churches that are planted in that community so that the stuff that comes comes from the church. So we are partnering with the church in another country to be the church in that community. Africa, India, India. Helping, people, helping children in the name of Jesus. Very cool. Compassion International. The second one is an organization called One Verse. One Verse. Can you imagine if you did not have the word of God in your language? Can you imagine if not only did you not have the word of God, but you had no Christian witness, missionary, whatever, in your people group? One Verse is... a. Part of Wycliffe Bible Translators that wants to see accelerated Bible translation. We want to see the Word of God translated in these people groups' language by, the, uh, by this generation. So, within, I think their goal is within the next 30 years to have the Word of God translated in these unreached people group languages. Very cool. Um, You can go on there and look at all the statistics and stuff like that. And then the third one is an organization that we've already been praying for occasionally. um, Haiti. There was this big thing that happened in Haiti. Um, And there's this organization called Churches Helping Churches, where churches in the United States say, okay, we've been blessed, we have a lot, maybe we might not need that new projector, we'd like to send that money forward overseas. Churches Helping Churches. Churches helping churches. Churches in the U.S. helping churches in Haiti at this point. Very cool, cool video on there that let you know all about that. So you're going to vote for one of those three things. We're going to send that money forward. Excellent. Now, what I need for you to do is to get... Well, we'll do this video real quickly and then we'll do that. Click. Okay. Big red tractor. If you would... You have people that are around you, and you knew that this was going to happen. Uh, if you would, get in a group of about six to eight people. Six to eight people. If, you're, if you've been here for a while, make sure it's not awkward, though it's going to be a little bit awkward for the people that are around you that are new. Be nice to them, but not too nice. Don't get phone numbers yet, okay? Six to eight people. Ready? Break. Break. Go for it, and then I'm gonna tell you what we're gonna do. Six to eight people. For those of you that don't like to talk anyone to anyone when you come to church, sorry. Cool man. Congrats. Six to eight, six to eight. Nice. OK, go ahead, go ahead and tell people your name, because not everybody knows your name. Don't do like your favorite hobby or Martha Stewart recipe, but just your name. Hey, Amy, can you turn these lights on over here? Grazie. More lights? All right. Okay, so now, Big Red Tractor. Within your group, what I want you to do, I'm sure that at least a couple of people in your group get this, and some of you are like, why are we watching Cartoons. Those of you that think that you might get this, let's unpack this. What in the world does this have to do with church? What does this have to do with the gospel? What does this have to do with anything? Okay? In your group, discuss it. Here's some ground rules. There's always the talker. Okay? And there's always the, I'm not going to talk talker, okay? Let's have a balance between talker who talks a lot and person who doesn't talk at all, okay? If we need to shut down talker, shut down talker. If we need to get non-talker to talk, pinch them and hope that they don't yell a cuss word. Get them in the middle, okay? Ready, go. If they're talking the whole time, if you've talked the whole time, it's now time for you to be quiet and let other people talk, okay? Go. Okay, in order to save the groups that have all non-talkers that are finished, and in order to help the group that has all the talkers in one group, let's bring it back together. What in the world does this have to do with the church, Maybe elect a group spokesman. I don't know. We don't want to be like we're in college class or anything like that. Faith, you're a talker. But not in a bad way, in a good way. Okay. Faith, tell us what your group talked about. Huh? Okay. Pick one. Pick the most important one. First, and then we'll unpack some of the other ones. I don't know. We started out with just how, within our own power, we try to do something, especially like with the tractor, and we only get so much truth on it. But then all of a sudden, uh-oh, the only thing he shows up. Yeah. His knowledge, his belief, and he it, and that's the way the tractor starts working at He works on it. Okay, freeze for a second. At the beginning, what were they doing with the tractor? What was the village doing? Some people were pulling it, some people were pushing it with all the might that they had, and how long did it take in order to plow one plot of land? I don't remember, I'm glad you did. Three months, (laughs) three months, something like that. A long time, right? Versus this one guy finds the manual, reads it, applies it, hey, I'm going to try this, does it in the middle of the night, And then they have this abundant harvest. Okay, Faith, tell me, how how is that like the church? How is that like us? Yeah. Um, But I mean, it's in the same way in our life, we allow that to transformation or the knowledge to take hold, and then we go apply that, live it out. You know, the fruit of that could be pretty amazing. I mean, once they went from one plot of land to just enough to the village, we're now the most generous village in the world. Yeah. Took all the time before. They were pushing, pulling, pushing, pulling, and they were okay with it. Right? And then this guy shows up, gets it, and then they have unlimited time, unlimited energy to do what they need to do. Awesome. Amy Dixon, tell us what what your group talked about. Yeah, a lot more lasting fruit. Anything to add to that, Mike? Did she do a good job? Okay, good. Ooh. I thought it was an idiot, right? A fairy tale, and it made Farmer Whatever very sad. Yeah. But did he let that stop him? Nope. He's still ploughed. And then the proof is in the fruit of what happened, right? Excellent. Excellent. Randy, tell us about what your group said. Okay. It's deep. Anything else, any other comments that you pointed out? Yeah, so we become so, ooh, hello, we become so ingrained in tradition, we've always done it this way, that it limits our vision of, but there, this might be good, but there might be a best, better, best. Good, that's a good comment. All right, anybody else? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Good deal. Huh? We need we need a lot of red tractors in the world, right? All right. Let me give you another question for your group to discuss, and I'll just read this real quick. To a frightening extent, the church has forgotten about the Holy Spirit. We talk about him from time to time, and we believe that he is actually living inside of us if we're believers. But what difference do you see between a typical Christian who has the Holy Spirit and a typical non-Christian who doesn't? What difference do you see between a typical Christian who has the Holy Spirit and a typical non-Christian who doesn't have the Holy Spirit. Okay? Break from the group, talk amongst yourselves, then we'll come back. Okay, give me some of the comments. Difference between typical believer with the Holy Spirit and typical non-believer without the Holy Spirit. What you got? Obviously the fruits <laughs> of spirit, uh the the Christian will turn from his ways and first came to mind Proverbs twenty six eleven for the non Christian the that the dog returns to the body to a fool he eats his following. And and it's pretty disgusting how God uses our sin. He wants to go lick vomit. He said who wants to go lick vomit? Not me. The Christian knows like that he not to do that cuz the Holy Spirit gives him mm. that like guilt and their conscience. Yeah, I I don't think the uh the non Christian has that they don't know better than that. That's good. What else? Let me ask the question in this way. Go ahead. So mm. Victorious and defeat, okay? Yeah. Hold on one second, sorry Jeremy, go ahead. Yeah, you'll receive power to be my witnesses. So is that a problem? Like for most, probably in your group, the conversation went like, well, there really isn't that much of a difference except for what Stephanie said of you know the radical. I mean, you get this person knows Jesus and they know him well and you can tell by the way they live their life, how they treat people, their purpose their mission the all those things but should that be the the exception or should that be the rule what i mean by that should that be like peculiar or should that be the norm if we have the holy spirit in us danae tell me about that what are you thinking What what was the last thing you said? We try to pull the tractor, push the tractor, do whatever, and we end up just living in the 1900s as far as the power that we have. We live Old Testament Christian lives instead of New Testament, the Holy Spirit in us. Same spirit that rose Christ from the dead in us. Yeah. Okay, so we got ways this plays out in our life. Joel gave us some of, and and you hit on it too, sin. And Rob did too. Victory or defeat. Now, we're talking about the Christian here, okay? It is never, it is never possible, ever, 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 continue, continue, continue for infinity. Never possible for a non-believer to live a godly life, ever. Even if they're the do-gooder type person, that is their righteousness before God is nothing; is filthy, is sick, apart from Jesus Christ. Okay, so let's just put that out there. This is not us doing things. This is not us. Well, I have to I have to be in the Word because I'm a believer. Yes, that's true, but it's because of the gospel. Because Jesus paid it all, and you want to fall madly in love with Jesus through his word, all those things. The motive is love, okay? So in the word, prayer, all those things is motivated by love. Believer. One issue is sin. What are other issues that there's no difference between typical non-believer, typical believer? And there should be, besides just sin. how you make decisions okay help me out with that what do you mean mm. brilliant over here non believer logic um, win, progress yourself uh, move yourself up the ladder versus over here with the believer, Spirit of God, the way the Spirit is leading, the way the Word of God with the Spirit of God is leading, the way that me in prayer, the way that the Lord is moving, the way that counselors that are godly giving me biblical advice are leading. See the difference? Okay, that's a great example. What else? Yes, Scott, were you going to say something? Oh, I... Sorry Jeremy, I'm a jerk. <laughs> oh. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. Over, over there, non-believer, I mean, they have no hope. No hope for a good result. It's very nihilistic of, eh, we're all just going to die anyway. Versus the believer, we should have a theology of suffering. If you look at the New Testament, every epistle is basically about suffering. You're going to suffer. And it's going to stink but it's going to make Christ look more glorious. And that's why you suffer. It's going to make you more like Christ. And you should, Second Peter, I love 2 Peter. Amy and I in our office, we constantly are like 2 Peter, remember. Don't be surprised at the fiery ordeal among you as though some strange thing has happened to you. But be encouraged knowing that your brothers throughout the world are going through similar circumstances while you're suffering. That's a great a great point. We don't have that theology of suffering. Mm. Yes, sir. Jeremy, I just asked a movie question to do you think the typical Christian knows how to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Do you think the typical Christian knows what that looks like how to accomplish that in their life? We we we're told we should walk by the spiritual and not fulfill the desires of the flesh. Yeah. Yeah Are you asking me or asking them? Is that kind of an elusive like walk by the spirit? Okay. All right. What were you saying? Yeah. Okay, so the Word of God. Yeah. And then, you know, look how yeah. If, but, you know, that should be the norm. Yeah. Uh, and I think for who really do that is Okay. Yes, ma'am. Read it, think about it, process, meditate, and then this will determine the way I live my life. Regardless of the villagers, regardless of the way that we've always been doing things, this will determine the way I live my life. Yeah. Well, um, we have a couple more minutes and I just want to tell you, um, we didn't like unpack any scripture text like Acts 1 today. Um, For the next couple of weeks, what we're going to be doing is we're going to take what we're doing in the book of Acts on Wednesday nights, and on Sunday mornings, we're going to be going through um, some of the thoughts from this book together, Forgotten God, and that's kind of some of the stuff that I read, Um, and it's basically, it's a masked Bible study, okay? This is a book, I have the Bible study, and we're going to do this like we do on Sundays, we're going to break up, I'm going to give you the topic, I'm going to give you the verse, the scripture, you're going to go through it together with your group, and then we're going to come back and discuss it. If you would like to purchase this book, we're going to read chapter one this week. Again, it takes no time, this, these are easy read chapters, to read. It's very thought provoking, it's not like super intense meaty, it's just, yeah, right on, exactly, that's, that's what I'm talking about, okay, universe is in me and so okay we're done don't worry about it we'll show it later that'll be on the internet this week okay this book um we have a couple copies left uh back in the back for what was it amy 12 bucks and uh lodge said where where are they mardell they're how much 10.99 barnes and noble amazon wherever get get this book we are going to uh, we're gonna be going through it together on Sunday mornings, okay? We're not going to be like, oh, what would you see in chapter one? You're going to read it. We're not going to say, hey, did you read it? Get the book if you want. If you're not a reader, don't worry about it. Come and we'll talk about it, okay? Now, let me pray for us, and then we'll be out of here. Father, we thank you so much uh, for today. I thank you for these individuals, Lord, and I thank you for the potential the potential that is in this room that if a life would get, if we would get that the spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in us. If, if we are truly indeed a child of God, then the spirit of life has set us free from the spirit of the law that our lives as sons and daughters of God are to be led and motivated and directed by the Spirit of God. Not by the way things have always been, but by the Spirit of God, the Word of God. Lord, we want to be that. We don't want to be ordinary. We don't want to go through the motions. We don't want to be those villagers that are just pushing the tractor in order to get just enough fruit to get by. Lord, we want to be the village that gets that the Holy Spirit is in us, indwells us, and we not only take care of our village, but we take care of villages throughout this area. We take care of villages overseas with the abundant fruit that comes when we abide in Jesus Christ. Father, we don't want to do it for our glory, for our name, for our renown, but we want to do it for the glory of God, bearing fruit that remains, that brings glory to you, Father. So God, I ask that you would continue to stir within our hearts and within our spirits these things as we, as we go across the street, as we read the word this week, as we get together and pray for one another, Lord, that you would do You would do the extraordinary which is what you do. So Lord, thank you. Thank you again for the potential that's in this room. We ask that you would be blessed as we go and worship and as we hear the word. We thank you for a pastor that opens the word of God and communicates through the word of God. Thank you for Acts 1.8, that you have given us the spirit to cause us to be witnesses wherever we are. In the name and powerful Name of Jesus we pray, amen.